John Gormley. Great to have you here. This has been a wonderful week. Just look at that big blue Saskatchewan sky. Temperatures in the plus range everywhere again today. And all that snow we got dumped with a week and a half ago, particularly in parts of the south where everybody thought, oh, winter came early. Well, not so fast. This has been a fantastic week. Well, here's how Fridays work around here. We go absolutely wherever you want to go. I'm going to get into week's hottest shows in a moment. Some big stories today, including the federal court. Like I say, finally, an adult entered the room and said, you just can't call all plastic toxic because it's not uh, if you're trying to ban certain single forms of plastic. So uh, the federal government's plastics ban struck down. Some of you really upset. We can't have straws. Turtle snorkels are not allowed. Should I be so facetious? But we'll talk more about that. Uh, I had a lot of stuff on the go today. Well, I did mention one of the, uh, it's not an advantage so much. You know, you miss your kids forever when they grow up and move away. But one of the things about being now at a point in life where kids are all living somewhere else, it's a school night. It's a weeknight. And you say, hey, honey, you have four episodes of uh, season six of The Crown. Drop today. That's what I said last night. And uh, I'm with Amber Dowling, the TV critic. Elizabeth Debicki, who plays Princess Diana, I think she's downright smashing. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So season six of The Crown begins with all of those events eight weeks before and running up to that terrible night in 1997 when Princess Diana dies. So lest I be a spoiler... But Amber Dowling wrote a terrific piece in The Globe yesterday, uh, The Crown Season 6. We've learned nothing from Princess Diana's death. Ms. Dowling, great to have you back. It's been far too long. Hey, thanks for having me back. Um, Are you in as deep to The Crown as some of us have become? I wouldn't say that I am super deep into it. I am not, I guess, a royalist by any means. Um... But I'm a mom, and and I remember when Diana died, and I took a particular interest in the season. You know, I was not a big monarchist either <laughs> until I started watching The Crown. <laughs> and I fell in love with Queen Elizabeth because, of course, I'm of an age where, you know, she was always the queen, right? And she was, it was just a thing. But particularly in those early, you know, first couple of seasons when, you know, we watch how she ascends to the throne, we watch just the, the fabric of the kind of person she was. So, yeah, I kind of got hooked. Um, season six, um, general impressions. So four episodes now, and, and when do the rest drop? The rest drop, I believe, in mid-December. There are six more episodes, and then that's it. That's that's the whole series. Oh, okay. So, so basically, the plan was to to start in the early days, pre Queen Elizabeth, and then what sort of ended? Do they go as far as Prince Charles becoming King Charles, or it ends short of that? I would think. I believe it ends short of that. Initially, um, the the writer Peter Morgan, he wasn't even going to do a season six. So. This was kind of a new addition that he announced. The show was originally supposed to end in season five. Okay, that's it. So when you look at the acting, uh, this Elizabeth Debicki, who I'd never heard of uh, before or since, who plays Princess Diana, she's got all those Diana-esque expressions down perfectly. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think she does, a, um, as you said, a smashing job. 
Um, I think her, she nails her mannerisms. She's got a very subtle grace uh, uh, about her. She, um, like her eyes are so expressive, which I think Diana was also known for. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that she um, absolutely was the perfect casting choice for the role. So as far as the, the, you referred to it and I thought you put it very well, it's a heavy watch, you know, and this is the whole thing leading up to Diana, then the death. That's really, really sad. It is sad. And this is my, I mean, if you read my review, you know, I had a huge problem with the first half of the season and I typically enjoy the show. Um, I mean, look, by no means is it a history lesson. I think we all agree that this is um, factualized or fictionalized, sorry. But it was it was a very heavy watch. And my problem with this season was that it took a lot of liberties in terms of assuming what private conversations were um, and then reenacting them versus kind of playing the show for what the events meant to the world at large. And I think that that's something that The Crown has always done really successfully is it's taken these world events and it's kind of shown how it affected the monarchy and what they needed to do in order to survive and adapt. And the first four episodes of The Crown Season 6 are very, um, they're traumatizing, not to be extreme, but I found them very traumatizing in terms of knowing how this story was going to play out and watching these excruciatingly painful final moments with her children. It just, watching it, I just, I watched it with a sense of dread. It was hard to watch, and I wish I hadn't even taken on the assignment, to be honest with you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, you know, I found it incredibly moving, and I'm sure, again, I think it transported us into the kind of unimaginable grief, you know, the two boys experience, I mean, children who lose a mom. But it's interesting you talk about the liberties, because my wife at one point said, nobody will ever know what Diana and Dodi Fayad talked about, you know, that night, right? They both didn't survive the car wreck. They both didn't tell anybody. So that was really completely manufactured. Absolutely. And a lot of the moments were. All, all of those conversations were. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know a lot of the history, but from what I understand, um, even Dodi's father calling the, the press that day to come and follow and capture the photographs, I feel like that might have been manufactured or that speculation at the best. Um, there's a lot of other details, and I feel like, in, in respect to that, I feel like this season kind of set them up as, as the villains in a way. Um, you know, they, they say that Diana was in Paris against her own will that night. Um, it, was that the case? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any of us know that. But the, I, but I thought what was interesting was that famous picture, and I remember it like yesterday when she and Dodie are on the boat kissing. Now, I don't know the setup, but I remember the picture, and it sure showed that. And then Charles is off with the boys uh, in Balmoral, and you know they're standing by this little creek. I mean, they set that up, so it was sort of neat to watch things you remember happening at the time. I agree. And I think that was probably also one of the biggest challenges that they faced this season. Because when you take on something that is so monumental, that affected so many people around the globe, I mean, we do have a lot of those images in our minds. So where were they going to go with this? It, it was interesting that they stuck it with Diana for the first four episodes, or for the first three episodes, and then episode four is all about the aftermath. Um, because uh, they didn't actually address what the monarchy was going through at the time of her death. They kind of glossed over that. And I was thinking about that a lot. Um, I think one of the reasons they did that is Peter Morgan, the writer, he also wrote the 2006 movie, The Queen. 
starring mm-hmm. Helen Mirren. And that movie goes in depth into the Queen's reaction to Diana's death and um, how the new Prime Minister Tony Blair had to kind of bring her back in. And um, so I feel like maybe maybe it's, it's, it's an exercise to watch both of them back to back because perhaps that Morgan said all he wanted to say about what happened behind the closed doors on the Queen's side during that traumatic time in that movie, and that's why he wanted to stay away from it in The Crown. But I think when you're just looking at it from The Crown's point of view, that's what I was really curious about. I didn't necessarily want to watch, you know, Princess Diana's speculated final moments. I wanted to see how it impacted The Crown. That's a good point. Amber, great review, and uh, your review made me watch it. And unlike you, uh, I didn't, I mean, I found it heavy, but I... Again, continue to thoroughly enjoy the series. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Amber Dowling in Toronto, pop culture movie critic, a good piece in The Globe yesterday, The Crown Season 6, and Amber drills down on the first four episodes. I know you're saying, why would we talk about The Crown? I don't believe in it. I don't watch it. Well, sorry, but it's your loss. (laughs) Okay, down to business today. We're going to go a little deeper on this cabinet order that set up the whole plastics ban. A court strikes it down. Also, uh, surprisingly, or perhaps not surprisingly, I was mentioning the Angus Reid Institute poll, where climate change among your top issues, in just four short years, 40% of Canadians before the pandemic were all about climate change. Today, 22%. So the rest of the world is now starting to move where you are. And week's hottest shows, we're going to get to that. But here's my invitation to you. Absolutely anything you want to talk about today, phones are wide open. We'll get to the text, social media. It's 877-332-8255. Something on your mind today, something close to home, perhaps. International in scope. Issues you've been following, or maybe something you heard this week on the show. A guest said, a caller said, maybe the host said. Well, let's talk. 877-332-8255. The phones are yours. Let's go now on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.